If skydiving isn't your thing, but you'd still like to get that vibe of flying, check out iFly in the East Bay. I once did. I put on the jumpsuit, stepped into the chamber, and whoa, the law of gravity is still at work in there. But the force of wind, it lifted my 185 pounds of solid muscle right off the ground. The Bible says that when you put your trust in Jesus, the wind of the Spirit is at work in your life to help you overcome the downward pull of negative forces and lift your life to higher heights. Are you ready to fly? Welcome to Living Courageously. Yes. 
resurrected King, is resurrecting me. Jesus said, I have come so that you might have real and eternal life, a more and better life than you ever even dreamed of. You see, Jesus came so that he could upgrade our lives in the best kind of way. And it is our prayer that you'll be able to experience that kind of life that Jesus talks about. Well, this week we had a chance to chat with one of our church family members who is a leader at a Bay Area University to get his thoughts on learning and school and the pandemic. Let's take a look at what he had to say. Patrick Dunkley has been a part of our church family for almost 30 years. He has served on the board of directors for our charter school, the one that we host here on campus for 14 years. And he has been on the legal team at Stanford University for 19 years. He's currently serving as the deputy athletic director, as well as senior legal counsel. Joining me now is Patrick Dunkley. Patrick, thanks so much for being here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's great to see you, my friend. Patrick, you have two beautiful daughters. One of them is in college. What advice would you have for students who've been navigating the challenges of sheltering in place and online learning. We have ways that we are accustomed to doing things. We like to do things a certain way, and then something happens and it all changes. But it doesn't mean that we don't have control over things within our environment. So how do we look at those things within our environment that we have control over and try and make them work for us, right? So you, you're in an online and learning environment. It's not the same as it was when you were in school. You don't get to hang out with your friends. You don't have the, you don't get to talk to your professor. But how do I go about then saying, what can I do with this environment to make it work for me? How can I grow from, from this experience as opposed to tolerating this experience? And so I think some of it, a lot of it has to do with just your perspective and your, your attitude and not looking at it as, you know, this is something that's, you know, that you don't have, I have no control over anything, but taking a step back and saying, 
these things I, you know, I put these in the bucket of things I don't control. These are things in the bucket that I do control. Let me devote my energy here on the things I do control as opposed to wasting energy on these things that I don't control, which now drains my energy that I could be using in this bucket of things I do control. Your other daughter is a junior in high school and there are high school students who are graduating. What word would you share with them as they're graduating in this uncertain time? For the kids who are um, graduating from high school, um, it's, it's, a, it's difficult, you know, when you've gone through four years of high school and you get to the end and, you know, the celebration that you're, you know, that you, you wanted to have, whether it's graduation or prom or those sorts of things, and now you don't, you're not able to, um, to share those, to have those experiences. But it doesn't, doesn't take anything away from the accomplishment that you've had over the last, you know, over the, the three and a half years that led up to, you know, that, you know, getting halfway through that, that last semester. And so my, my word of um, wisdom to them is celebrate your achievements. Don't allow the fact that there is a, uh, a pandemic, you know, that, that disrupted your life to take away from all of those accomplishments that you, that you've uh, achieved over the, over those years, over the three and a half years of high school and also find ways to find ways to celebrate. Are there any other words of uh, encouragement you would have for those in the Bay Area at this time? Um, yeah, I guess so. One of the things when when the um, when the pandemic first hit, one of the things, and, and we went into a shelter in place. One of the things that it was put on my that God put on my heart is to have increase my gratitude. And it seemed odd initially because everything was changing. You know, I wasn't able to do the things that I used to be able to. I was, work, I was working from home and I couldn't go out and, and do things that I would ordinarily do outside home. You know, why, why am I being, you know, why have a, a higher degree of gratitude? And I realized that while everything is not perfect, Every, God has provided for me everything that I need every single day throughout this pandemic. Patrick, thanks so much for your time. Stay safe, stay strong, and say hello to your wife and your two wonderful daughters for me. Hey guys, my name is Kane Velasquez. I am here in Gilroy, California. This is my community, this is where I live. As a kid, this is very near and dear to my heart. Me and my family would go to the food bank to get food when we needed it. When times were tough, it was the summertime, especially out of school, not getting the meals from school, being at home, not a lot of food in the house. So we'd have to go to the food bank and I just felt like it was it was something that, that, that put a smile on our face. It was something that, that saved us in those hard times. So I'm just here helping to give back what the people that gave to me. up to stress. We seem to take our stress sitting down. Sitting on our computers, driving in our cars, we stress the whole time. Sitting through meetings and binge-watching series, we stress about the time wasted over it. Check this out. About 20% of all deaths related to disease can be linked to sitting sedentary for too long or taking on stress that's too much. So 3.2 million lives a year could be enhanced or extended simply by standing up. It's the difference between your best life or a short life. You see, a sit-to-stand sends a message from the brain to the body to connect to core muscles to release stress-reducing neurochemicals and produce heart-healthy hormones. In Mark 5.41, Jesus commands movement for life to a little girl who seemed to be dead simply by telling her to get up. Some who were there laughed and were put out, but the parents believed and their daughter was saved. So put out the doubt, believe for the best, stand up and rise. This is Cathedral Strong, on the minute.
said I've been where you've been before Down every hallway a slamming door No way out, no one to come and save me Wasting the life that the good Lord gave me Then somebody said what I'm saying to you Opened my eyes and told me the truth They said just a little faith, it'll all get better So I followed that preacher man down to the Thanks, Demi Ray. That was so powerful. We are so proud of you. Did you know that Demi Ray's grandparents are both pastors here at Cathedral of Faith? Cathedral of Faith, we are everywhere. Well, as much as we love coming to you like this every week, we sure can't wait until we can regather. We're doing training, we're preparing our facilities and looking forward to the day we can all be back together to worship the Lord. In the meantime, if you have prayer requests, I would encourage you to email them to the address that you see at the bottom of the screen. We've been praying for you and we will continue to pray for your needs. We also encourage you to send us your praise comments. We sure miss being together with you and in this meantime we can pray. In fact, prayer is so significant in this moment as we call out to the Lord together. When we face circumstances like we're in now, dealing with coronavirus, working through the injustices that are happening around us, it's an important thing for us to know what God wants us to do. There's two major things that are happening right now. With the coronavirus, there are a lot of people who are sick, who need healing, and there are a lot of people in fear and anxiety who need peace. And Jesus tells us he is our healer, he is our peace. 
The second thing is what's taking place in our nation right now with the injustices that are being worked through. It's the same revelation. We need Jesus to be our healer who can heal wounds and hurts and hearts. We need Jesus who is our peace. And in fact, in Ephesians, Paul says, he is our peace who's broken down every wall. So join with us in praying that Jesus, the healer, would bring unprecedented physical healings, spiritual healings, emotional healings, healings in our community. And pray also with us that he who is our peace would break down dividing walls and would give peace to those who are anxious and fearful. In fact, there's a powerful passage of scripture. It's a promise that God gives to us in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 6. And here's what it says. I will bring health and healing. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Notice that passage. He brings health and healing. He brings peace and security. That's who our God is. Now here at Cathedral, if you're new with this, we have something we do often where someone will say, God is good, and everybody responds with all the time. And then that person says all the time, and we respond with God is good. Let's try it. God is good and all the time. Okay, for those of you who are too shy to say it in your home, let's do it again and fill our house with this truth. God is good and all the time. Amen and amen. Well, there's another passage of scripture I want to share with you. Our healer, our peacemaker, who wants to freely give those things to us, tells us this important verse. It says, freely you have received, freely give. Those are the words of Jesus. Because we've received so generously from God, we freely give in this moment of bringing our tithes and offerings. You can see at the bottom of the screen the number to text your gifts to. We encourage you to join with us in acknowledging God's great, goodness and generosity to us by giving. You can also go online and give through our app, through our website. You can come here to the church and drop off your gifts or mail them to us. I want to speak God's blessing over you and over our community. Lord, you are our healer. Lord, you are our peace. Come and place the banner of peace over our lives as we work to break down walls. Place peace over us as we deal with the fears and anxieties of the unknown. And Lord, come and place your banner over us and over our community that you are the healer. You can heal every disease. You can heal every sickness. You can heal every wound, no matter how long or how far back it goes. Come and be healer. Come and be peace. Bless your people as they give in this moment. We give to you acknowledging that you are so generous with us. Receive these gifts as we offer them to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'd like to encourage you, if you or someone in your house is graduating this year, take a look at the screen and you can see what we'd like you to do. We'd like you to send us your name, where you're graduating from, and if it's from college, what degree you're receiving. Because next weekend we want to celebrate you and we'd love to have this information. Well, Danny's coming to let us know about God's great goodness, and he's still at work in all of us. Hello, Pastor Ken at Cathedral Church. I'm Danny Goki, and I'm super excited to be with you guys today. You know, I'm about to share with you my song, Haven't Seen It Yet. But before I sing that, I want to remind you that God hears your prayers, and your prayers are powerful. You know, the Bible says in Hebrew, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Listen to that, substance. It doesn't mean it's ethereal. It's actually a real thing. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, evidence proves the reality of something. Your reality is this, that your prayers are shaking mountains. They're moving mountains and they're changing things. So be faithful. And I found out that this is the key in our prayer, that when, when you lay your request before the Lord and you begin to thank him in advance before you see the, the solution, that shows your faith. It shows you have belief in his goodness and it shows the celebration you celebrate something before you have it that is faith and god loves faith and he will move heaven and earth on your behalf mm -hmm. have you been praying and you still have no answers 
Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping that things would have changed by now? Have you cried all the faith you had through so many tears? Don't forget the things that he has done before. And remember he can do it all once more. It's like the brightest sunrise waiting on the other side of the darkest night. Don't ever lose hope. Hold on and believe Maybe you just haven't seen it Just haven't seen it yet You're closer than you think you are Only moments from the break of dawn All his promises are just up ahead Maybe you just haven't seen it Just haven't seen it yet And he sees the best in you when you feel like you're worse. So in the questioning, don't ever doubt his love for you. Cause it's only in his love that you find a breakthrough. Oh, it's like the brightest sunrise waiting on the other side of the darkest night. Don't ever lose hope. Cause he is moving with the love so deep Hallelujah for the victory grief Good things are coming even when we can't see it yeah. oh, oh, oh. oh, it's like the brightness of sunrise Waiting on the other side of the darkest night Oh, hold on Maybe you just haven't seen it Just haven't seen it On December 9, 1972, a meteorologist by the name of Edward Lorenz gave a talk to the Association of Science here in America. Now, the talk was entitled, Does the Flap of a Butterfly's Wings in Brazil Set Off a Tornado in Texas? Now, he gave that title in order to capture the audience's attention, and he had it. But the idea behind it was this. Does a small change in conditions over here have a big impact 
on conditions over there. Well, this idea became known as the butterfly effect and it's took on a life of its own. It's a metaphor now for anybody who makes small adjustments, small shifts, small steps, how that can end up being very big in impact. And in order to find that principle, you can go further back than the talk that Mr. Lorenz gave. You can go all the way back to the words of Jesus. And Jesus once said this in a talk. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Just a little faith, mustard seed faith. Jesus says, if you give God something to work with, it's not the size of your faith that matters most. It's the size of your God. And just a little faith in the hands of a mountain moving God can end up being very big. Let me ask you a question. Is there a mountain in your life that needs to be moved? Is there an area in your life that you long to have transformed? Is there a dream in your heart that you would love to see come to pass? How do you get from here to there? It all starts with a flap of the wings, small step of faith, and the wind of the spirit rides in on that. And before you know it, you have a holy tornado on your hands. I, I love this one picture I found. It says, I have a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. When you take that seed and you put it in the hands of a mountain moving God, small steps can transform your life physically. They really can. I heard about a, a family. They lived in the country. They were isolated and they made their very first trip to the city and it was overwhelming. They just had never imagined anything like this. They went into a mall and they were stunned. I mean, the, the father, he wandered over here to the sporting goods store to look for himself a, a fishing pole. And the mom and the daughter were waiting over here by an elevator and, and they watched as these silver sliding doors would open and then close. And then they watched an elderly man approach the elevator, push the button, the doors opened up and he hobbled inside. Well, the doors closed and a few seconds later, they opened back up and out steps this 30 year old hunk of a man with chiseled features. And at that point, the mom says to her daughter, hurry up and go get your father. Was it my wife that said that? physical transformation. Did you know God cares about your body as well as your soul? In 3 John chapter one, we read this. I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Boy, the first half of this year, the Bay Area has been focused on the health of the body. I mean, we've been fighting against this virus, trying to win the battle with the virus in order to take back our health. Did you know that God is concerned with your health as well as your soul? That your body does matter to God. In fact, there is in the Bible what I call a theology of biology. It starts all the way back in the story of creation. In Genesis chapter two, we read this. The time came when the Lord God formed a man's body from the dust of the ground and breathed into it the breath of life. God could have created us with just a soul, but instead he created us to have a body. And what an amazing creation the body is. Did you know that there is more information contained on one cell 
of your body, that it would fill 300 books that were 500 pages long. That if your car was as efficient as your body is with energy, that your car would go 900 miles an hour. That if, well, when you sneeze, did you know that that sneeze comes out 100 miles an hour? Somebody say heads up. Did you know your eyes, they can distinguish between 500 different shades of gray. And when you look at the design, you think to yourself, there's got to be a designer. Bill Gates was once being interviewed by Rolling Stone magazine, and he was asked the question, do you believe in God? And this is what he said. The mystery and the beauty of creation is amazing. And there is no scientific explanation of how it came about. To say that it was generated by random numbers, I think it makes sense to believe in God. With an amazing design, there's got to be an even more amazing designer. So this theology, it starts with creation, and then you fast forward to the end of time, and it ends with the resurrection of the body. In 1 Corinthians 6.14, we read, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Uh, sometimes you hear people say, well, all religions basically teach the same thing, but if you dig a little deeper, you'll find that that's not really the case. One example of this is when it comes to the ultimate goal of creation. Where is humanity headed? Now, in some major world religions, the ultimate goal is to be free from the body, for the soul to drop into the universe like a, well, uh, a drop of water would be fall into the ocean and lose all sense of identity. But that is not the ultimate goal according to the Bible. Instead, we look for a day when Jesus will return. And when he does, those who are dead will get a new body. Those who are alive, we will get a new body. And well, that body that we get, it won't wear down. It won't wear out. Can somebody say amen to that? I saw this one minion and he says this about middle age. Middle age is that time in your life when you finally get your head together and then your body starts to fall apart. Well, I resemble that remark. Wait, we are headed toward a time. Decay will not have the last word. Death will not have the last word. Instead, Jesus will have the last word on his creation, our bodies. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come. So this theology, it, it, well, you have to go back to the start of it all and then you go forward to the end of it all. But then even right now, look at how the Bible describes your body. It's the dwelling place of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, we read, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? A temple. When the first century, a temple was a very big deal. It was the one place on earth where God focused his presence. In a sense, when you went up to the temple, you were going up to the house of God. And then the Bible says, when you turn your life over to Jesus, you may pray a simple prayer. I surrender. But that short prayer ends up being very big. That by saying that prayer, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell on the inside of you. Divinity lives within you. And we become a temple. We look in the mirror, we see a body, but we see more than a body. We see a temple. And when I see my body as a temple, well, then I won't worship my body because a temple isn't the object of worship. And I won't trash my body because a temple is too sacred to be trashed. Instead, I will treat my body as the temple of God. How powerful is that? Now, how can we take that theology 
and put it into practice this week. Small steps of faith can end up being very big. First of all, express gratitude for the body that you have. Express gratitude. They once did a survey with supermodels and they asked them, if you could change anything about your body, is there something you don't like and you would change it? Now, remember, these are supermodels. These are the ones who are on the covers of all the magazines. And they found that over 90% of them had something that they did not like about their bodies that they would like to change. 90%. Wow, if supermodels feel that way, you know, do the rest of us have any hope? What if we made this small shift and instead of focusing on what I don't have, I focused on what I do have, that I have eyes that can enjoy a sunset or I have ears that can listen to a concert. I have a mouth that can taste that barbecue. I have a, a nose that can smell the roses. I have hands that I can lift and give praise to God that whatever shape that God has given to me, if he's, well, made me a compact car or if he's made me a, a midsize sedan or if he's made me a heavy duty truck, I can celebrate the shape that God has given to me because God is my creator and God don't make no junk. Celebrate what you have. Psalm 139 says this, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. Be grateful for what God has blessed you with. And then secondly, take care of the body that you have. The Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Underline the word beneficial. Circle the word beneficial. What is a small step of faith you could take that would be beneficial to your body? Would it be adding one more salad to the day or taking a walk around the block in the day? or getting one more hour of sleep in the day, or having one more glass of water in the day, or standing up a few more times in the day. One thing we've been doing during this uh, pandemic, we've been washing our hands a lot. We really have. In fact, there's a comic that I found and there's a nurse talking to a doctor and they say this, they say, I use so much alcohol-based hand sanitizer, my hands had to join a 12-step recovery program. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you, we've all been washing our hands a lot. The pandemic is bad, but one good thing that's come out of this is we're all doing this more. And what we have learned is this, this small act right here can be one of the most powerful weapons against not only this virus, but other germs and other viruses. And wouldn't it be something if once we got past this virus, we found out that the Bay Area as a whole is getting a little healthier because we're all practicing better hygiene, a small step of faith, giving God something to work with. Now, here's a third thing that we can do. We can live honorably with the body that we have. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 6. You do not belong to yourselves. Christ has paid the price for you. So use your bodies in a way that honors God. There's two basic views when it comes to your body. One is that I am the owner. If I am the owner of my body, then I can... I can do whatever I want with it because my body belongs to me. And then there's another view that says God is the owner. It's just a small shift. Two words, I am to God is. But that can end up being very big because when I view my body as belonging to God, that God is the one who created me and redeemed me. 
And so my body belongs to him. And I want to use my body in such a way that will, or I'll sense his smile on my life. When I view my body like that, and I start to use my body in such a way that advances his kingdom and serves our community. As we've been in this pandemic and I, as I've seen people come out and servant reaching out, it's just been overwhelming. Volunteers who have stepped up and, and have used the hands and the arms and the feet that they have to serve their community and love their community in a very practical way. And as I watched this, on the one hand, it was them using their hands and their arms and their feet. But on the other hand, with eyes of faith, I saw the hands of Jesus and the arms of Jesus and the feet of Jesus. They were using their bodies in a way, not just to avoid evil, that's just a start. Don't stop there. Instead, use your body to be a powerful force for good. This is the way that we honor God. Romans chapter 12 says something very interesting. Offer up your bodies to him while you are still alive. That's right now. Your bodies are a holy sacrifice that is pleasing to God. When you offer your bodies to God, you are worshiping him in the right way. Offering my body to God is an act of worship. How can you take a step of faith today and express worship to God through the way that you manage your body? I know for me, there was a time where God gave me a nudge. I needed to take better care of my body. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I have a family history of heart disease and I was under a lot of personal and professional stress and my cholesterol numbers were off the charts. My blood pressure was high and it was just a matter of time. It really was. I was a ticking time bomb. And I felt the nudge of the spirit. You're not being a good steward of what God has given to you. And then I felt that same nudge as I was having lunch with a friend. And then I felt that same nudge when I was having a conversation with my doctor. And then I felt that same nudge after I had come through neck surgery. And then I felt that same nudge when I was sitting in a weekend service. And finally, God kept nudging me because I can be hard-headed, but finally God got through to me. In fact, it was more than a nudge. It was a kick in the pants. But here's what I've learned about God. When God kicks you, he always kicks you forward. And God was kicking me forward to better health so that I could maximize and take hold of my divine destiny. And if God can get through my head and improve my health, God can do the same for you. This week, how can you honor God with your body? The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 33, I will bring health and healing to the city. I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security. And I want to pray that over your life right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all of those who are watching. And I pray your healing power upon their bodies and their families and their friends. God, I pray that you would invade their space with wholeness. Make them strong, make them well. Work through the power of your spirit, the insight of doctors, strengthen their immune system. God, I speak healing over the Bay Area in Jesus' name for Jesus' glory. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to, to come into your home this week. 
We'd love to hear from you on social media. You can give us a phone call at the church. Either way, we'd love to hear back from you. And then finally, next week, we'll have as our special guest, Hollywood producer Devon Franklin for our interview. Um, Signing off today is our friend and pastor, Mark Mitchell, up on the peninsula. Thanks again for being with us. I'd like to leave you today with a benediction. A benediction is a good word. We live in a world that is full of words that tear down rather than build up. So we all need a good word. This benediction, this good word, is one of the oldest we have. It comes from the Lord himself, and the Lord gave it to Moses, and then Moses passed it down to Aaron. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how to bless God's people. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. What's up? How's it's the rap. It? Come on inside. We're going to talk about what God just spoke to us through Pastor Ken in this sermon, and we just had a great time again. So good. As so always good. in this week. Um, and we just want to get into it right away. Lauren, what hit you? <laughs> um, well, first, the, the first thing that really hit me was this sermon series. Um, I'm really excited about this transformation series, especially in the time that we're in. It's a unique time, and it's a unique time to just kind of self evaluate and take a transformation journey. Um, And then getting more specific about what the sermon was about, about transformation in your physical being. Um, I thought it was interesting how a lot of times as human, we separate the physical and the spiritual, right? They're two completely different things. You kind of see them on like the opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, But really when we look at it, as we learned today, they're really intertwined and they're really, really connected. And that impacted me. If I want to make a physical transformation, I really, really need to include and up my spiritual game. Mm, so good. That's good. Spiritual game. Whoa. Come out swinging, Lauren. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's, I, it, speaking of up in the game, um, a part of the key point of the message was about how uh, this can lead to trend, uh, physical transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the title is Butterfly Effect, how small changes um, can make, like, powerful, uh, lead to powerful change. And that's a really key insight for us to understand, own, and start to act on, um, that every little bit counts. Um, that this body of ours is, was fearfully and is wonderfully made and um, it can do so many fascinating things. And if we just, if we just take small, simple steps, um, that it can all add up uh, to something amazing. Absolutely. Another thing that Pastor Ken said was uh, just give him a little bit to work with. Small faith in a mountain-moving God. And what stuck out to me is give him a little bit to work with. So I have a family member who is um, battling physically, and we are believing God for a miracle, for a mountain to be moved. And on Thursday morning, um, I, it was like, God, what are you speaking right now? What are you saying? I didn't, I, you know, I praying, like, what are, where, where are you? And in this today, and I felt like that was the question that I, I just like gave him, gave him some space to speak and I, and to listen to God. And I looked out on the porch and there came a bird walking up right there on the porch. And instantly the scripture came to mind that he cares for the sparrows. How much more does he care for us? And then I said, God, is that you? Or is that just me looking? And then another bird came and then a third bird came and I texted it and just said, Hey, this is a, I saw these birds and this scripture came to mind. That's it. I'm not saying it was God or anything. It just came to mind. And she responded and said, incredible. I was laying in bed in this morning and this is the exact scripture that was on my mind. And I said, God, thank you. And what I felt is like, it just, he's the mountain moving God. We just have to make space for him. And wherever we're at, he's there. 
You know, there's this guy in the Bible that has uh, leprosy. And he took a, a step of faith and went to go look for Jesus. Even in our time right now, we don't want to see people with leprosy walking around, you know. But he took that step and went to see Jesus. And he said to Jesus, Jesus, if you're willing, no, you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I am willing, be clean. And some of us in a position that we cannot even look at this self as a body of Christ, just because maybe what happened to us in the past, whether it's abuse, whether we've been, uh, whatever it is. Uh, so we dislike this self, we dislike this body. And I just want to encourage you today, when you find again that darkest hours that you feel like you're stuck there, Jesus is there with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is there with you in your darkest hour. And we want to be there for you. So please give us a call because we want to love on you. We want to pray for you. We're not, we want to encourage you. It's, our phone number is 408-267-4691. Or you can email prayer at cathedralofaith.org. We want to be there for you. You know, the, the uh, statement that all things are permissible but not necessarily beneficial stuck out to me. And um, I was reminded again, you know, how it, you, you think of it in the, in the terms of how it's used contextually, you know, in terms of food and doing things like that. You, you can eat this and you can eat that. And, it's, and you can, you know, like, like you could sit down and eat a box of Twinkies, right, at one, at one didn't time. You do, didn't you just do that I've last heard week? of a guy that's, that done that <laughs> last week. Not you. But, um, yeah, so, but it's not necessarily, so it's like, it's, oh, it, you're, you're, it's legal to do that, but it's not beneficial. And I think it got me thinking too on in other areas of my life. Right, you know, right. Like a lot of us, um, I've he I heard a statistic that says the suicide rates are going through the roof, like here in California, and actually outnumbers coronavirus deaths. Like that's astounding when you think about it. And and so there's there's things that are going on in our mind, our anxiety that we have choices with too where all things are permissible, but not necessarily beneficial. So I think a lot of things that are going on in, in our world, man, you see it in the news and it's just on both sides, there's insanity and there's hatred. And, and, and if we're not careful, it's, we'll, we'll buy into that too. And we'll be sucked right into that. Right. And um, I don't know, like I just, I felt a check in my spirit that says, you know, cause I find myself frustrated going through these feeds and I just got to turn it off because I get frustrated. But you know, I heard this statement in my mind. It says, like, when you befriend frustration, you're flirting with hatred. You know, and that's that became true. Like, and I have to check. It's permissible for me to think about these things or to even get frustrated, but it's what I do with it, you know, that becomes paramount. You know? mm -hmm. well, this message really is, I felt like really was a call to action, right? It's like... Yeah. So now yes. what? So what are you going to do about it, right? He talked about how our body is a temple, right? I feel like we, we hear that a lot. But one of the things that he said that really stuck out to me was you don't worship the temple. You worship the creator, right? So we're not here to kind of do this for us to worship our bodies, you know, you know, do it for, you know, for us. But we're taking care of what God yeah. has given us. And so it's like now, now what? So what, what small steps am I going to take to make the change. You know, health really has always been a challenge for me. I'm always the person that, you know, eats like the salads on one day and then the next day I'm like binge eating like five banana pancakes <laughs> from IHOP, which just happened this morning. <laughs> it's permissible for me. It's permissible. To right? But it's not so, beneficial. Um, you know, but for me personally too, it's like, what are the small changes I'm gonna make so that, you know, again, every now and then, whatever, it's fine. But how am I going to be my best me so that I can accomplish the goals and um, the purpose that God has for me? And it's so true, too, like, to, and our, fit, our resident fitness expert, like, talk to us <laughs> about that. Like, how even your diet is affecting your anxiety. It's mm -hmm. affecting your stress level. It's, your, it's affecting you being your best version of yourself it, yeah, it in does. order to to take on what we're going through. There's a lot of points Pastor Ken talked about, simple changes, how just water, um, sleep, taking a walk, um, just standing more, all of these things that can change your your just your body, the, the chemistry in your brain, in your blood, um, to 
really lead you to the best version of yourself. Uh, in fact, I feel like this message is really a highlight of the continuum of health, being in health. And for those of you that are, that are being healed, health and healing, this dynamic of those are in health and those that need to be healed. And I just want to give a shout out um, to our pastor, Ken, for practicing what he preaches. Uh, he shared his, that's right, the theology of badology. He <laughs> preaches it and he practices it. He shared a story of this, this surgery he had in his neck and how fascinating um, the body was in healing itself. Well, having walked through with him in that process and see him now, and the way he is, as energetic as he is, as healthy as, I'm going to speak for him. He loves golfing. He's probably hitting his drives farther, longer, and straighter than he ever has before now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, our scripture is uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, and it says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you would prosper and we would be in good health just as your soul prospers. I love that it starts out with beloved. We are so loved by our God and he cares about everything spiritual, physical. So let your soul prosper and be healthy. Yeah, we love you, Cathedral family. And I hope that you're grabbing kind of just even the spirit in, this, in the context of conversation. Talk to your friends, chat in the chat rooms. Don't just listen to the word, be doers of the word. Make those steps Talk about what God's saying to you, and you never know what that's going to mean to someone else. And so please join in with us at 115 on the After Wrap. We're having yeah. amazing guests, amazing fun. We're having amazing performances. It's a lot of fun. Please come and join. We'll, we'll be in the chat room. We'll put some of the information in there. But until then, we love you guys, and may you prosper as your soul prospers. We love yeah. you. And as always, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap.